You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is your Real Presence Radio Live, and we are talking about vocations today. I'm Lori Leffert. And I'm Father Corey Nelson. And we offer you chilly good mornings <laughs> to all of you. And wherever you're at right now, it's at the bottom of the hour. And uh, we are going to continue in a few moments here with a young man who started out um, in North Dakota, um, one of... Uh, Father Nelson's uh, parishioners would have been uh, well before you before came I got here, here yeah. um, and he was ready in college by the time you got here yeah. uh, but he is from Powers, Powers Lake. Lake which is one of my uh, mission parishes yep. of St. Thomas and Tioga yep. so. and, and his beautiful parents are Starla and Nels Norsted. and uh, shout out there to you guys hello I, I'm sure you're listening out there <laughs> And uh, uh, just a little introduction about uh, Brother David. Um, he is now um, in his posthumancy, I believe. We'll get a little background here. But he grew up on a farm, uh, him and his parents and his sister. And I hear his, par- his him and his sister are pretty close, especially when they get to, get to be together. Um, uh, I believe Brother David did uh, go to school for being an engineer, but he will... Uh, confirm that for mm-hmm. us here, Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he um, he's going to explain to us how he came to hear the call after he was in college, mm-hmm. and then he actually started working. Mm-hmm. And now he has traveled um, and found out that his uh, charism is on the Benedictine mm-hmm. side. Father, do you know anything about the Benedictines? Well, we have do you? have some Benedictines here in Richardson at an abbey, yeah. the Assumption Abbey, and I do know some Benedictines. So I know that their uh, their saying is ora et labora, right? Prayer yes. and work. And so they um, they work, They some of them will work on farms and, and they'll grow their own crops and um uh, I think the ones at the Abbey here used to have uh, cattle, and they sell cattle and things yeah. like that. And I don't know if they do anymore, but um, but they do have um, many vocations, you could say, in a sense. They're not only just a brother or a priest, but they could be a farmer or a, uh, whatever, whatever yeah. their charism is. I guess. Well, one of them, uh, Father um, uh, James, mm-hmm. I'm trying... Sorry, Father James, if you're listening, I uh, forgot your last name, but um, he makes candles. Yep. And I think yeah. they do. And soap. That and as soap. Well. Yeah. Yep. And there's um, some of them that do make rosaries. Mm-hmm. And, but yes, and um, uh, Brother David Norsted, um, his uh, given name at birth was Zach. And so when you join, you actually um, change your name. But that's mm-hmm. not the same for your priesthood. No, not for the the uh, diocesan priesthood. We don't. And so that would be an interesting question to ask, Brother You know, yep, David, yep. Why, why that is, I guess. And, so. and we are having uh, a couple uh, technical difficulties here with... Oh, oh is he here? Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> We're not having technical difficulties. He, he just um, hasn't connected up with us yet. Yep. But so we'll, we'll keep um, uh, explaining that. I, I want to share a story about him mm-hmm. um, that uh, 
his mother shared with me mm-hmm. uh, a story that uh, his mom and dad, children are very special to mm-hmm. them. And, and their gift of having a child that is called to religious life mm-hmm. is um, very deep seated in their hearts. They were unable to have children for many years. And then, lo and behold, Brother David came along. Yeah. And uh, so they did dedicate him mm-hmm. in their hearts and in prayer back to God. Wow. And so I think that is part of why he was called mm-hmm. into where that's he beautiful. is now. Yeah, and that's, that's biblical, right? How many yeah. times do we read that in the Bible? Where uh, Think of St. Anne and Joachim, right? Or, they're not obviously in the Bible, but we know that story. But um, many of those people who are praying for children for many years, uh, and God finally gave them a, a, a son or a daughter or whatever, and they dedicated them to the Lord, right? And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> yes, and and um, you know it, it reminds me of um, Isaac, right? Mm-hmm. He he was supposed to be um, the the lamb slaughtered on fire, yep. and and how that was his son mm-hmm. that that was Abraham's only yep. son, mm-hmm. and how deep in his heart his child was precious to yep. him. Yep. And um, that that call that he listened to, that Abraham listened to, to God said, "You offer need to you need yeah. to offer mm-hmm. your son to me. I need." So you know, Father, how how deep does that call go? Mm-hmm. That you that you can answer yeah. to that religious vocation. Mm-hmm. Now I know that in my heart, my charism. Charism mm-hmm. as being a mother yep. of, of children, of five children, a family. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the charism of being Carmelite. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to pray. Mm-hmm. My I, not that I can't serve people, not that I don't help serve my children, mm-hmm. but in my heart, um, my vocation, mm-hmm. my main thing that makes me glow for God, mm-hmm. and I offer up is prayer. Yep. And that you can't ever go wrong there, offering it, prayer. Yep. So beautiful, yeah. Um, it is. It is a, a sacrifice, really, for all of us when in our vocations. If we're if God is calling us to a particular vocation, that then He's calling us to uh, follow that vocation as best as possible, right? Whether it be a priest or to be a mother, right, or a wife, and um, and so that means dedicating yourself to those responsibilities and those duties that that vocation requires. Um, and so a good mother, obviously, is going to sacrifice a lot for her kids. Um, and a priest is going to, in a sense, give his life for God's flock, right? And and so, yeah, I mean, if one's living their vocation uh, authentically, uh, it should it should demand a certain sacrifice, right? Just as Christ offered himself for us. And so, yeah. Um, We are going to go ahead and take a uh, short break, and we will, um, in in just a moment here, and hopefully we will come back and uh, 
have Brother David on the line. But thank you for joining us, everyone that's out there. Uh, you can find Real Presence Radio on your app, or you can go to your your computer and connect up. So if you're if you're enjoying this, and there's somebody out there that you think that should be listening to these vocation stories, and whether they're at work and they can connect up online, go and look up your uh, Real Presence Radio, and uh, our app is there. You can find our website. And uh, there's the listen button there. Just touch it, Father. That's all they need to do. And you can um, bring us up. And uh, go ahead, and we'll give you a a moment here to go ahead and uh, call those friends or that family member that might need to hear these stories today. And we will be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back, and welcome, Brother David. How are you? Well, how are you doing? Good, good. Do you want to give a shout-out to your uh, hi to your mom and dad, since I know you can't talk to them every day? (laughs) Yeah, my mom and dad. (laughs) <laughs> you better just say hi to your sister too. <laughs> sure. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> so, so, uh, brother David, I uh, I filled him in on a little bit of your background that you're from a farm here over by Powers Lake in North Dakota, and uh, who your mom and dad are, and a little bit that uh, your mom shared with me that uh, that. They were you're very special to them, and they dedicated you back to God. Can you can you explain to us that? Okay, you went to college, you were working, and how did that call hit you when you were out there in that working world? Um. Well, it was at first I I experienced a call to the priesthood, and I was discerning that um, for several months. And the priest I talked to would ask me, do you think it's a diocesan or a religious vocation? And that's when I, I first started um, discerning my religious vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, and while, while I was working, um, I, I think I just got really tired of, um, you know, the daily grind and, and sort of how, how my work distracted me from my faith sometimes. Or I felt like I sometimes had to make moral compromises 
um, that, that uh, against my faith. And so just one day I decided at the uh, particularly bad day of work that I would just, you know, send out, um, go, go online and, and take this uh, vision network test that would match me up with religious communities um, that, that sort of meet my expectations and, and my, my personality and that sort of stuff. Um, and then I sent out applications to several of them, um, almost all Benedictine monasteries. I think I, I sent some out to some Cistercian monasteries as well. Yeah, um, and, and, and what when you were um, looking in, at the background and the history and the, what the charism of each one of these um, areas you could go into uh, for a vocation, was it was it the farm work type life that the Benedictines had that it attracted you um, as far as the daily um, responsibilities that you would have there with that? Yeah, yeah, I and, and that's that's, that's how you narrowed it down. I think what attracted me was um, the silence, uh, the the very regular prayer schedule, um, monks. We all, all religious and all priests pray what's called the, the liturgy of the hours, which is it's sort of you you gather at certain times during the day and you pray you know um, the psalms and that that regularity um, of praying that in church, which is what monks uh, monks do, um, was very attractive to me, as well as when you work there, there is, it's more simple manual labor, um, mm-hmm. more back to the farm life too. So that was that was attractive as well. Great, yeah, brother. Could you tell us then what does your daily life look like there at the monastery? Like, what is what is it that your charism at that Benedictine monastery is? <clears throat> sure. Um, so we wake up about five o'clock. Um, and so at 5.20, we have what we call vigils, where we, we pray songs and listen to two readings, one from Scripture, one from the Church Fathers. Um, then we have half an hour after that to, we do what's called Lectio Divina, sacred reading. And so we, we read the um, Mass readings for the day. Um, and we read them very slowly to ourselves, um, trying to look for how is God speaking to me personally um, through through what we're going to celebrate in, at Mass later today, mm-hmm. um, and how can I respond to that um, with prayer, with meditation, with knowing God better, um, as well as how is this going to change the way I'm going to live today. Um, and then after we, we do that, we go back and we pray lauds, which is um, four more psalms. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then we have breakfast, um, and then we have mass at nine at nine a.m. our time, um, <clears throat> and then so our, our our spirituality is very liturgically focused and and Christ centered. So we're always searching for how is Christ speaking to me through, you know, through these readings, through what we're praying together, through through our brothers, um, through through um, people we meet, through our superiors. Um, then after Mass, 
we we go to work. Um, we usually work from about nine o'clock. Our class is at eight, and we work from nine o'clock until um, about eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. And then then we go to noon prayer again, which is a few more psalms. It, it's it's shorter usually. It's only yeah. about the other prayer times are about half an hour. That one's about fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we go to eat lunch together. And when we eat, we we all sit down in the um, refectory, yeah. and uh, there's we there's silence. Um, after we say a prayer, and then we sit down, and then there's uh, a reader in the back who will be, begin with you know ten or twenty verses from scripture, and then he'll go into uh, the habit, picks a book that we that we read um, continuously all the way through. So he'll read that book after that. Um, and so there will be two monks assigned as servers to sort of bring out the food family style. So there'll be there'll be sets of four monks um, that will get you know each each of the dishes that they'll pass down, and the servers will pick up those dishes. So it's very sort of ordered and and regularly regular. Um, yep. And then after lunch, we. We have a short recreation period where we can talk to each other, and then we return to work at about one o'clock, and we work all the way till four o'clock. Um, and at four o'clock, we have uh, sort of personal time. Some of the monks use that to continue to work. Some of them exercise. Some of them read. Um, then at five fifteen, we have vespers, which is sort of another major hour in the liturgy of the hours. Um, that one takes about 35 minutes or so. Um, and then after that, we have we have supper, which is the, we do it the same way we do lunch. Um, and after supper, we have community recreation. So all, all the monks together will play games or, or talk and go on walks together and that sort of stuff. Um, and that lasts about an hour. And then at 7... 7.25, we pray Compline, which is the same every day, very short, just three psalms, the same three psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, we, sing, we sing a hymn to Our Lady, and then, then what begins what's called Grand Silence, where there shouldn't be any, any during, you know, during the day we sort of have a lighter version of silence where you can talk to people if you need to, mm-hmm. but during tonight, it's, it's sort, of, sort of you only really talk to people if it's very urgent, mm-hmm. if there's sort of something pressing, otherwise you just are supposed to be quiet all the way until after breakfast the next day. Mm-hmm. So, so, so bro- brother David, that that's that is um, a well um, laid out daily life from day to day. So you've been there for a little while now, and you are you a postulant or a novice? What what is your because I'm, your your name I'm, was changed from Zach to Brother David, correct? Yes. Um, I I took vow. So your name changes when you take vows. Um, I was a postulant for about six months, um, and then I was a novice for a year after that. Um, and in last last September is when I took vows. Um, so I'm in I'm in what's called temporary vows, mm-hmm. where they they last for three years. Um, and then at the end of the three-year period, you can get, and you know, if you need to, you can get an extension to continue discerning. 
Um, some people discern out, so they decide to leave. Um, but that's, a, that's also the point where you can make, if the community accepts you, you can make solemn vows. And those would be vows that are perpetual. They last yeah. They last until you die. So I have one more question. For those that are out there that are, are lay people, um, <clears throat> which is Catholic or non-Catholic, you're a lay person if you're not in a religious uh, order, um, wh- do you think that your college education was a waste of time? Are you applying that? <laughs> oh, it, it definitely wasn't a waste of time. Now, were, um, were you an electrician? Is that what you were? Or? I was an electrical engineer, and okay. so... That is electrical engineers. They don't. They can go into many different areas. Some of them will design, you know, um, sub substations. You know, those are power engineers, mm-hmm. and they're they're the closest, really, to to electricians. So um, some of them will be certified to to approve, you know, building plans um, for different houses and that sort of stuff. But I think electricians can do that too. I, I went a different route. Um, I worked on electronics, so um, cell phones, um, other computers, uh, other other any sort of electrical device that would have a circuit board inside of it. You know, um, TV boxes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Those so are, do they are, do they rely heavily on you over there at the? <laughs> yours is an, a, a monastery, correct? Yeah, and they rely heavily on your your talent of electronics. Do they? Um, I I don't really use so I don't use the specific skills that I learned there, but I learned a lot of universal skills, um, Mm -hmm. critical thinking, Mm -hmm. um, troubleshooting, um, sort of how to. how how to work with with things that you don't necessarily you can't necessarily see, mm-hmm. and so that that those are the skills that I I think are invaluable that I took away from that. Wonderful, yeah. great. So, brother, how did you um, as you kind of talked about? Um, your history or your how you felt God calling you um, and you just you weren't happy in the world so to speak um, to this religious vocation um, and you I think you said when you got there did you say when you got there that you experienced that kind of peace or rest you were looking for um, absolutely um, yeah I, I felt it the first time I visited yeah there, there's profound peace um and a very strange sensation that I've known the place my whole life, even mm-hmm. though I'd never been there before. Yep. Uh, and just a, a, a deep sense of God's love for me um, and, and how much God wanted to... You know, the religious vocation is sort of... It, it's an invitation from God. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's, he's sort of calling you to himself. Um and that, I, I really experienced that very strongly. Yeah. So what would you say to a young man that might be listening uh, who's, who has maybe feels maybe something or that God might be calling him, but yet he's afraid, he doesn't know what to do? What would you suggest to that young man that might be listening? Um, I, I would tell him, uh, I'd tell him what, what Jesus says, 
over and over in the gospel. Um, do not be afraid. Um, God loves you. God wants to fulfill you in every possible way. Um, God wants to wants you to know that love. And if He's calling you to something that you may not yet understand, or it or it might you have a lot of doubt. Know that he, he's in control and that he has it all taken care of, um, and that yeah, he yeah. he will he's faithful. He will make you happy. Beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah, and that um, so it, with the as you're mentioning it as well as we just visited with mother in the last uh, segment, um, responding to a call to a religious vocation or whatever, it's not a set in stone thing, right? There's a, this wisdom of the church to have this time of discernment. Um, and so, as you kind of mentioned that as well, that there's this period of, of three years for you, and then you can make final vows if the community accepts you and all that. So I think that might be a fear in some people is that this is something, if I make this decision, I'm going to have to live that the rest of my life, even even if it means I'm not called to that. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, so I think it's it's good for men to hear that, that, there's this time of, of discernment uh, that it's not set in stone, but that the church gives us this time to say, is this what God is truly calling me to? Um, and that's, that's a, a great thing, uh, obviously, because not every man that goes to the monastery or uh, abbey or whatever is called to be there forever, but maybe just for a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, brother, I know that you need to go to Mass now, so I thank you very much for being with uh, Father Corey Nelson and myself, Lori Leffer, here. Um, we will let you go, and um, we have just a, a couple minutes that Father and I here will banter back and forth. God bless you, and thank you for all your prayers. And I encourage anybody um, to look up uh, the Benedictine uh, Monastery online. Uh, Father or Brother David, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, so uh, why don't you tell them what it's called to look up online, and then we'll let you go. Um, Mount Angel Abbey. I think it's mountangelabbey.org or maybe mountangelabbey.com. If you Google Mount Angel Abbey, you'll find it pretty quickly. Okay. Um, and if you, you want to email anybody, um, you can email info at mountangelmtangel.com or .edu. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. God bless yeah. and you. pray for us all at Mass. God bless. <laughs> thank you. God bless. Goodbye. God bless. Bye. Well, Father, mm-hmm. we've had some wonderful vo- vocation stories here, mm-hmm. and uh, um, what, what, what is going through your mind right now? It just it brings back my own call, you know, to the priesthood, and it's, it, it just shows how amazing God is, uh, how he touches each person in their own way for his call for them, and uh, difference for religious compared to me as a diocesan priest, so it just it kind of brings up those past memories. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, stay tuned. We will be right back with another very inspirational vocation story. Mm -hmm. 